0: I'm playing injured today. Confused? Yeah, if I say something really stupid, I blame it on being down with food poisoning for a few days. I know. No, I actually do feel way better. Thank you. I may not sound great, but... Alright, give me a second here to collect myself. Well, it's an honor to get to speak to you today. I always consider it an honor. I don't take it lightly. Um, I like to get a week of like hardcore preparation coming into speaking, and it got derailed this week. But I'm going to teach you, or I'm going to talk to you about the most important lesson I've ever learned in my life, Okay. So, I hope it's important to you. Okay. One second here. We all good? Cool. I'm going to pray real quick. All right. God, I ask for your favor. Um, I pray that everything that's said is something that you would say and something that you would feel and that you would believe. Um, We thank you for revelation that you give us, and we don't take revelation lightly. We know that it's you revealing your heart to us, and it's always an honor when the God of all the universe, the creator of all the universe, reveals himself to us. So God, I ask that... We would know you more through this, and you would give us ears to hear that we would understand. We thank you for everything. Your name, amen. You know, I was thinking the other day, this isn't what I'm talking about, but it, praying made me think about this. Like, how, w- what an honor revelation from God really is. Like, it's crazy. Um, you know, God, with the, a whisper of his voice, creates galaxies, I don't know if you guys have heard this song by Hillsong United called So Will I. Okay. Everyone write this down. Hillsong United, So Will I. So Will I, or it's called 100 Billion Times. <clears throat> it's been on repeat for the last day for me. It's just talking about how majestic he is. The, the whisper of his voice creates a billion galaxies and all these amazing things, right? And that God... Who creates galaxies with a whisper of his voice takes time to talk to us. Right? It's pretty wild. Uh, it's, um, it'd be really silly for us to take that lightly. It'd be it'd be foolish, actually, uh, and stupid. For it's the God of the universe revealing himself to us. <clears throat> like what an honor that is. And that's why so that's why I like listening to ministers. Because they've gone, and they've taken their, their personal lives and devoted it to receiving revelation from God, and uh, they freely give it away. It's always loved about growing up in a, a minister's home. We receive revelation from God, and I think it'd be easier for me to take, take it for granted because we hear it every week or we hear it at home, but I'd like us to get in the mindset and when we hear of something for God, from God. Take it for what it is. It's something from God. From that God, like I said, who whispers and creates galaxies. It's incredible. It's good stuff. All right, so I'm going to tell you the most important lesson that I've ever learned in my life. And this is not a fun lesson to learn. Okay? You know... I'm having a hard time finding lessons that actually are fun to learn. Is, this, is it like, look, I'm only 31, I get it, I haven't lived that long. There's a lot of you that have lived a lot longer than me. But I've learned a lot of lessons. Not a lot of them are very fun, right? But what do lessons do? They help us grow, right? They make us into who we're supposed to be. <clears throat> It's one of the most beautiful things about having children to me cuz I get to see actually from the other side. I get to see what my father and mother saw of the lessons that I did not have fun with. <laughs> and but now they helped shape and mold the man I am today. And I'm like truly grateful for that. I don't say it enough. Father, mother, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's kind of weird I got a pano here. But <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But I, but I appreciate lessons now more than ever. The reason being is because, like, you go through hell, man. You'll take whatever you can get, right? <laughs> you, so, you know, we won't, we won't go through everything. But so I went through three years of hell. Marriage fell apart. Tried to do everything I could to save this marriage, but it was not to be. It was not to be. It's nothing I could do about it, right? It was literally something that was completely out of my control. Which really sucks because, you know, I liked being in control of things. But it was out of my control. And the lesson that I learned through all of this is there is literally one thing on this entire earth that I can actually control. And you know what that is? Me. I can only control Me. I can't make someone love me. I can't make a relationship come back together. I can't make my life fall exactly into the order that I want it to be. Right? I control one thing. I control me. And I will tell you, I've never felt more powerful in my life than when I've learned that I control me. Nothing else controls me. You know, throughout all of human history, man has been on this pursuit for power, right? We've made conquerors and nations have been conquered in the name of this power that people seek, right? But I contend the most powerful people in the entire world are not presidents, they're not prime ministers, they're not generals. The most powerful people on planet Earth are people that exercise self-control. Because you know what? Anything can go on around you, and it doesn't affect you. That is power. Right? When you're driving down the road, someone cuts you off, your response to that person tells you who has the power. Right? And if you think about it, man, that kind of makes me more mad. Because that guy gets to do whatever, and then I have to control myself. But I'm the one that has the power. If if I allow him to affect my life, may, he may not have even done it on purpose. Who knows? Who cares? Or he did it on purpose, which is even crazier. But he has no effect on me unless I give him the power to have effect on me. You know what? I do not allow my children to say this. You know, they get... You know, little brothers, they fight, right? It's kind of common. It is common. It's what they do, right? I do not let them say, he made me mad. I say, stop. There's no one on this earth that can make you anything. Only you can make you something. You chose to get mad, right? No one can make you mad. Think about this. Who can make you mad? Why have we become so powerless that we actually give control to people to do whatever they want to us? If they want to make us mad, they just do something to make us mad. How powerless of an existence is that? Let's think about this. How powerless of an existence is it for people to do what they do and affect in any way your life? Now, I'm not talking... Pain and heartache, all that happens in life. This is, that's a part of life. In this world, you will have troubles. Okay? And it's a promise of his. You know, some of his promises aren't great either, right? <laughs> they don't make me too... They're great, obviously. They don't make me too happy. But he promises you will have trouble. But he overcame the world, right? But there's something so liberating about being a free man that you get to decide how you react to something. You get to decide what you do. You know, this whole, this whole freedom thing, we've talked a lot about it. We always like, man, this is kind of a dangerous subject to talk about in church because it gives people the, you know, whatever, it gives them the excuse to, to do whatever they want. Yeah, that's true. They, people get to do whatever they want, right? That's called Power right? Did, did God make us all power, powerful? Right? What did he say? <clears throat> Second Timothy 1.7, what did he say? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love. And what is the last So What does a sound mind actually mean? It actually means self-control. He's given us a, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Right? What does fear make people do? Makes people do really stupid things, right? You know, our prisons are full of people that got scared and did something really dumb. Right? Fearful people have no control. Like animals, when they get scared, they they wet themselves. Or, you know, they literally lose control. Some people even, you know? You can't even control yourself. You shake violently. All these things. That's fear, right? Fear is powerlessness. Fear robs you of the power that God created you to to live in, to walk in. And that power is self control. You know, I think we've taken power. We've made it. We've made it into this crazy thing. We've made it into status and stature and and all these things. But the people that I that I you know honor the most, the people that I look up to the most, are those that have complete control over themselves. <clears throat> and you know that. I'll say it again. That's not fun to learn. You know. Like I said, life takes turns, right? If I went back a few years ago and saw where my life would be right now, back then I'd be like, oh, man, that's terrible, right? It's like, oh, how awful. But I feel ten times more the man now than I did three years ago because <clears throat> I've learned to control myself. I can't control what a, what a judge says in a court case necessarily, you know, I can't control, <laughs> I can't control what people around me do. I can control me, right? Let's say it together. I control me. I control me, right? And it would be really easy <clears throat> going through all this. I have a really fine job. I really love my, my employer. I really like it there. It would have been really easy for me to let everything else that was going on around me affect the job I did, to affect how I treated people. You know, I'm in a place now, my employer, so far beyond where I was three years ago. And it doesn't make any sense. You think when your world falls apart, your life falls apart, it goes in the crapper, you know, you think it's not gonna be in a better place, right? I'm in a better place now because I learned self-control, right? Galatians to twenty through 23, you don't have to go there. This is the fruit, fruits of the Spirit. We all know this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. You know, there was this man that I'm going to tell you a story about. He's a really good friend of mine. He had a beard, long hair, wore sandals and a white robe, apparently. Okay? His name was Jesus. I assume you've heard of him. You want to talk about power and self-control. How can a wrongfully accused man remain silent when his accusers are accusing him? Defend yourself, they say. And he remained silent. It was the greatest injustice that can be put on a man. He was actually going to be killed for something that he did not do. Or what was it that they were accusing of him of? Right? He was going to be killed. You could say that is the greatest injustice that could happen to a man. To lose your life for something you did not do, for being an innocent man. Yet convincing his accusers was not his intention. He knew it was not not his burden to convince them of anything. He was carrying a higher burden from a higher source. His agenda or self-preservation was not what mattered to him. He was powerful enough to completely control himself in order to accomplish what he was called to accomplish. Right? How what a display of power that is. You know, we look in the Bible, I, I think we take this out of the displays of power, and we shouldn't. You know, we look in the Bible, we we, we see creation, that's a display of power. Uh, Jesus turns water into wine. That's a display of power. He heals the blind man. He cures the leper, casts out demon. That's a display of power. But for me, one of the most amazing displays of power that Christ ever displayed was he was silenced in the face of his accusers. How easily. Jesus was a good talker, right? Right? I'm convinced that if he had spoken out he could have talked his way out of it. Am I crazy? Jesus probably would have been able to talk his way out of it. Would you disagree with that? I I don't I don't know that we ever actually know the answer. It's it's kind of silly to think about it. But if he had spoken, he could have he could have called angels down and taken him from the cross. Right? But his power, his self-control, his fruit of the spirit, which is self-control in that moment, allowed him to take the punishment that he was called to take, even though he shouldn't have had to do it, right? That's power. And did you know, Jesus was a man, all right? Everyone in this room, we're all man right? We know man, is in man. I know there's some women in here. <laughs> We're capable of the same things that Christ was capable of. And what did he say? These things and greater things, right? You know, I think one of the one of the things that we don't look on Jesus upon Jesus enough about was his self control. We saw him lose we saw him lose his temper one time. Right? And it was awesome. It's like one of my favorite Jesuses, flipping over tables and stuff. <laughs> it was the right thing to do. He didn't lose control. He responded in the appropriate way in the in the situation, right? I love that. So someday in heaven, I'm gonna ask uh, I'm gonna ask God for like a DVD series of things. Okay, one of the first ones I want to see is him fashioning the whip and just going to town in that temple. <laughs> Has to be amazing, right? <laughs> Has no one else thought of that? Like, is there not something you really want to see? Yeah, I don't. There's got to be better things, obviously, than, (laughs) than the temple. But I think that Jesus is pretty awesome. He's, you know, he's pretty awesome all the way around, but let's not forget the power that it takes to do what he did in this situation. And let's not forget that we are completely capable of that. All right. There's no coworker of yours that can make you blank, right? Right. There's no boss of yours that can make you blank. There's no family member of yours that can make you blank. Right? There's no driver on the road that can make you blank. Right? Because if you want power, that's how you get it. You control you. I say that. I try to say that myself every day. I control me. I actually learned this lesson, obviously, through a tough time. But this is something that uh, Jared really, really talked to me a lot about. My life is out of control. I was spending a lot of nights over at their house, crying on their couch. <laughs> Looking back, it's, uh, you know, we've come so far. It's amazing what God's done. It really is. But he's like, man, The time for mourning, there's a time for mourning, but then there's a time for you to take control, okay? And for you to not react, all right? He said, you are powerful. If you give this situation power over you, you will lose everything, all right? He's like, you haven't lost everything, but if you give this situation power over you, you will lose everything. Because when you live in response to everything else, you're never actually doing anything that you are called to do. Right? What a miserable existence that is. Just responding to everything. Not, not being able to initiate anything. Not being able to feel what you actually want to feel. Not being able to say what you actually want to say. How powerless is that? That's a slave. A slave doesn't get to think what they want to think. They don't get to do what they want to do. Right? A son and a daughter, they get to be in control of themselves. Right? Sons and daughters were not made to be slaves ever. And I'm going to touch on something to end here. I've heard something a lot in my life, and I never thought about it until the last couple years, going through what I've been through, learning self control. Is God in control? Let's think about it. Let's not just say yes. Just because we've always heard, God is in control. Right? (laughs) Is God in control? I think if you think about it overall, obviously yes. He's in control in the way The creator of something created it, right? Like, if you have children, you helped create this child. But then ultimately, who makes the decisions? Right? So when my son's at home, I can tell him, this is how I want you to behave. This is what I want you to do. But when he goes off to school, guess what? Daddy doesn't get to make decisions, For Judah. I'm going to say this, and it may sound funky to you. God is not in control. Because God is not interested in slaves. God is interested in friends. Slaves control their subordinates. A father loves their children, right? So I'm going to say it again. It sounds weird. It even sounds weird coming from my mouth. God is in control. God is not in control. Okay? Guess who is in control of you? You are in control of you. You know, I think... Here's my theory on why we started saying God is in control. Because it really doesn't make sense if you think about it. We're like... He says over and over, the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. I've given you power. Do people that are under control have power? No. If someone's being controlled, if you're being controlled, do you have power? No. If you're being controlled by someone else, do you have self-control? No. So why would God give us power and self-control if he was in control of us. You can break it down and destroy that in, in a minute, right? He's not interested in having you as someone that he can pull along with the chain, do whatever he wants you to do. He is interested in each and every one of you being able to make the decision for yourself to follow him, What, you know, what good would it be to save a relationship? To bind your hand to someone else's hand and drag them along with you when they don't want to come with you? What good would it do you? How good would you feel as the person who wants to be loved by this person? If you have to chain them to you and drag them around for them to respond to you. Their only response is the tug of you pulling them along, them resisting you. How many parents have tried to control their kids? How'd that go for you? Right? (laughs) It doesn't work, right? It doesn't work because we were made to resist control because we were created by our Father to be completely free and to to be completely... In control of us. No man was made to be a slave. Physically, emotionally, any other way, no man was created to be a slave. That's why it is our natural urge to resist control because we were not made to do that. We were not made to respond correctly to control. And it's not rebellion. To, to resist control. Because if God gave us self-control, and if God gave us freedom, freedom would be the opposite of control, I would say. Or... God made us free. So, if we're being bound or controlled by anything... Which side of the coin does that come from, right? That comes from the enemy. Control comes from the enemy, right? And I'm talking about the control, like the overpowering, enslaving, that kind of control, right? But self-control, which is complete freedom. You, Robbie, get to make your decisions today. No one makes a choice for you today. You know that? Yadriel, you make your decisions today, nobody makes a decision for you. You can agree with someone if they decide, hey, can we do this? Yeah, it's your choice to agree. But every decision in your life, you are completely free to make that choice. Because you were made by the creator to be that way. And I think what we've done is that we've told God he's in control so that we didn't have to make take responsibility for our own decisions, right? Oh, if God's in control, everything's going to work out all right. He said it. It's all going to work together, right? Taking control of yourself makes you more powerful, right? But it also takes away your excuses. And that's the not fun part of it. I have no more excuses to lay around on my couch for a week, sulking. Right? (laughs) Yeah. I have control over what I do. No more excuses. And sometimes we like that safety net of excuses. But I tell you what, it does nothing for you. You don't grow, you don't change. You you actually regress. <laughs> you become less than what you were created to be. And you were all created to be powerful, to be strong, right? To be fierce. You know, I don't know about you but I got God in me and he's all of these things true. All right. So if it's in him and he's in me, let's do the math here. Two plus two is four. All these great things of God are in us as well. All right. So I challenge you find a way to exercise complete self-control and you will find that you have never felt more liberated in your life. That when the world is crashing down around you, still you know who's in control. Me. You thought I was going to say God, didn't you? <laughs> After all that, I know we all thought I was going to say God, right? <laughs> no, man, the truth is it's you right? And how powerful is that? To In a world full of choices, I, you know, I think about this, um, I was watching a movie, uh, I think it was the movie uh, Finger of God. Um, if you haven't seen it, fantastic movie, uh, documentary. But it was Banning Liebster, the leader of Jesus' culture, and he said, how pleased must God be that in this world of choices all these choices, we have more choices now than in the history of mankind. Yeah. That amidst all these choices, people are choosing him. Yeah. How amazing is that? <laughs> He's not going to force you to choose him. You get to choose to choose him. And that makes a relationship worth having, yeah. right? I'd say the most powerful I love you I ever got from my child was not the first time they said it to me. The most powerful I love you I ever got from my child is when they walked in the room without me saying a word to them, wrapped their arms around me and said, Daddy, I love you, without me saying I love you first to them. Right? When you learn to live in self-control, you will learn to give God all that is in you. And that's what he actually wants. He doesn't want to chase you around, necessarily. We're all (laughs) responding to everything else, so we don't have time to give a true response to him. He wants the true response of your heart. You can't give the true response of your heart to him until you've learned to control yourself. Am I beating a dead horse now? We got it. Say it all together one more time, I control me, I control me. <laughs> you will feel powerful, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You might even want to write this on your mirror when you get up in the morning, you're making yourself look pretty, just put it, I control me, baby. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I talk to myself, right? <laughs> I got I'm I'm smooth with myself. <laughs> That's it. It is what it is. I control me. Man, how liber when you say it, do you actually feel something about that? Like, does it feel liberating? Nothing else controls me. You know, God must be really secure in Himself to create eight billion creatures that are completely in control of themselves. If God was insecure, he would have made 8 billion people that he could control. He made 8 billion completely unique people. How secure and confident in himself is our God? I mean, come on. Right? If I was tasked with creating this race of people that ultimately i would want to follow me i probably wouldn't do as well (laughs) right he's like no they can make whatever choice they want to make ultimately they'll see my goodness because i'm that good that's how secure he is that's really cool you know i'd make them all to where (laughs) i don't know I'd be, my face would be in the sun or something, and they'd all see it all the time. I don't know. That's a silly thought, but that's what I would have to do for people to think about me. All right, I'm getting silly. Let's stand up. I like to think about that, though. God is, is, God's a macho dude. I like it. I'm all about serving a manly, strong God, right? (laughs) I like that my God's not a coward. He's strong. So who wants to be powerful and in charge? All of us, right? I'm going to get up here. I want to feel more powerful, so I step up on the stage. No. I kid. (laughs) Here's what I'm gonna do. Um, By no means have I completely learned this lesson, but I know how to recognize when I'm out of control. You know, it's actually pretty easy to be out of control and not know you're out of control, right? We we get so good at being out of control that we just get so responsive to everything that we don't even know. We even know we're just reacting to everything. <laughs> you know, we were created by God to respond. We weren't created to react. There's a difference. Reacting is I throw a ball at Rodney and he dodges it, right? A response is he prepares for it. Catches it, sends it back my way. Right? That's a response. Response, you actually have to think about something. Right? Yeah. We are not created to react to the presence of God. Like, oh, he's here. No, no, no. We're created to respond to the presence of God. We are created to give him something back. Right? So, It works that way in the rest of your life. You're not created to react. You're created to respond. Okay? I'm going to pray for us all that God would strengthen in us self-control. If you want to receive it, you can put your hands out and receive it. Do however you want to do it. But just receive it. God, right now, I pray for everyone that can hear my voice right now in the room, on the podcast, wherever they are, God. I pray that you would strengthen their ability to be in control of themselves. That they would realize the power of walking in response and not in walking in reaction to everything. God, we know that Self-control is a fruit that we are walking with you and that we know you. It's a fruit of your spirit. So, God, right now, I pray that this fruit would bloom in all of their lives, that it would grow and it would grow, and that it would keep bearing more fruit and more more fruit. Because when we are free, we can accomplish anything. And when we are free, we are living in the way that you created us to live. So right now, God, strengthen this in every one of them as they go. Let them learn to recognize when they're reacting or when they're choosing to respond because it's the response of their heart. I thank you, God, that you are not a God that grabs us by the wrist and drags us around everywhere, but you give us the freedom to walk with you, the freedom to choose to love you, We thank you for being such a powerful, secure God. And right now, everyone here, give them a stronger will to live in their self-control so that we can have a bunch of powerful people walking around doing powerful things. We thank you, God, for all the gifts you give. In your name we pray, amen. Awesome. Yes. Let's do this too. I am awesome. Let's all say that I'm awesome and it's okay.